0: And that's Johnny. And I also notice, if you look at that picture, like I said, on the left hand side under his eye, there's a swelling. And you see a swelling just on the left hand side of his nose and under his left eye.
1: Okay, so the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial has just taken a big, big swing in the former's favour after a week of major witness testimonies that have debunked a lot of her claims whilst painting her out to be the one at fault. If you watched our last video on the whole trial, then you'll know I tried to make it a point to keep things as objective as possible without dropping my opinion in. However, after this week, I think it's going to be difficult not to just say that Amber clearly lied about a lot of things, as we have so many people that are completely unconnected from each other, all corroborating the exact same stories. I really think this was the week she lost a lot of credibility, and though in the build up to this, it was still pretty damning. You're gonna have to just have your fingers in your ears and your eyes closed if you're still writing hashtag I stand with Amber Heard. Now before we get into the major clips I wanna firstly talk about the whole point of a defamation lawsuit and why Depps team are taking the best strategy. Though many people are misinterpreting this as an abuse case it isn't, this is one in which Depp is arguing that his career and reputation have been ruined by Amber Heard because of the op-ed that she put out. So The point of this trial isn't really to show that Heard was the abuser but rather it's to show she's not a person that can be trusted. However the abuse angle is very important because it can show she's a piece of sh** and therefore it kinda derails any angle that she's the angelic figure that she's painted herself out to be. Now the major way that they broke down the image of Amber this week to show that she's untrustworthy came over the apparent 7 million dollar donation she claimed to have made. This was apparently gonna be split down the middle between two charities with 3.5 million going to one and the rest going to another this has turned out to be untrue and we had a member of the ACLU come forward and testify that amber had donated a fraction of what she'd said she had to make things worse a lot of the money donated in her name wasn't actually donated by her and it was given by Johnny Depp and also Elon Musk
2: sitting here today uh, do you know how much money Ms. Hurd has actually
3: donated to the ACLU, actually remitted to the ACLU? Um, I, that would be $350,000 paid directly.
2: How much has been paid indirectly and
3: credited to Ms. Hurd? Um, there was $100,000, um, which was a check from Johnny Depp, there was a $500,000 payment from a donor-advised fund at Vanguard. And then there was a $350,000 payment that appears to be from a donor-advised fund at Fidelity, making it total 1.3, as the know. The $100,000 payment, we received a check from Johnny Depp's um, representatives, and it was said to be um, a payment in connection with, um, on behalf of Amber Heard, um, she confirmed that. When we initially um, uh, had contact with Amber Heard in 2016, she indicated her desire to pay $3.5 million to the ACLU. So it's fair to say that she has not donated $3.5 million as of today to the ACLU, true? True. true. We believe that that is a a donor-advised fund that was set up by Elon Musk. And isn't he also a donor to the ACLU Foundation in his own right? Yes. There were communications back and forth between um, the ACLU and Ms. Hurd including um, a thank you acknowledgement letter that Mr. Um, was sent under Mr. Romero's name to Ms. Hurd, thanking her for the $350,000 contribution, um, noting that, um, that it was part of her intention to make a, um, $3.5 million contribution to the ACLU. And Mr. Romero attached to that communication a standard ACLU pledge form. We were aware very early on that the, her intention to contribute the $3.5 million to us was half of her $7 million divorce proceedings. We understood that the other $3.5 million, the other half was going to um, a children's hospital in Los Angeles.
1: Now this is pretty bad in itself but there would be an opportunity for Amber's defense to potentially say, well she hasn't had the chance to donate it yet or something along those lines. However, what really rocks that narrative is the fact that Amber appeared on a chat show claiming to have donated the entire seven million already.
4: There, there, and actually, were all kinds of accusations uh, flying your way when you said all this, and then there was a divorce settlement. You got seven million dollars. People were saying this is all about the money, but then you did something that. Uh, twisted that whole argument. What did you do with that money?
1: $7 million in total was donated to, I split it between the ACLU and Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Now, one of the main things that Depp's team is arguing is that Amber deliberately destroyed his career whilst also trying to push her own. They say that she capitalised on the me too movement and that she also used acts like this to prop her up as a good person. Amber has been called a gold digger quite a lot but in order to go against this she said that she donated the money which, that was a f***ing lie. So in many ways Depp's team are using the perfect strategy in a defamation lawsuit because they're very much defaming Amber and her reputation so that anything she says cannot be trusted and therefore she was the one who's at fault for defaming Johnny. Does that does that make sense Yeah that, I think it makes sense. Now the next major bombshell about this also comes from the ACLU spokesperson, Terence Stockerty, who also talked about the original op-ed that pretty much started this entire case. This whole lawsuit revolves around that piece which Depp says ruined his career and his reputation. Now you might remember a couple of weeks ago, just before the trial started, the Amber put out a post on social media. This talked about how she still had love for Johnny, what was coming up in the trial, and also the op-ed. Amber said in the post that she never named him and it would be a pretty good defence position to say well the the thing wasn't about you mate, it wasn't. You know like when you subtweet someone and then call them a and then they call you out on it. A lot of the time you can get away with it by saying well mate, wasn't about you, I wasn't calling you my worst subscriber ever, you punk which you are. Which they could definitely use as a defence. However the ACLU did confirm that the piece was indeed about Depp.
2: And is this one of the documents you reviewed in preparation for your deposition?
3: That's correct. And what is it? This is an article that um, was in U.S. Today and um, specifically ties Amber's statements in her op-ed piece to Johnny Depp.
2: And when Jessica White says so much for not mentioning
3: JD, what did she mean? I speculate that she was um, saying that um, there were significant efforts made by Amber's attorneys to take out the references um, to Johnny Depp and her marriage, um, and yet nonetheless, people made that connection. And in particular, the reporter for the USA
2: Today took her to be referring to Johnny Depp when she spoke of being the victim of domestic violence, correct? Correct. Was this, do- was this document prepared in the ordinary course of the ACLU's business uh, contemporaneously by people having knowledge? Yes, it was. Is it maintained by the ACLU in the ordinary course of business? Yes. Um, and would you please move ahead now to exhibit 46?
3: Um, you know, recasts everything that is said, but, but ties it to Johnny Depp.
2: So, Ms. Shulman is agreeing with Mrs. White's characterization that uh, the USA took Mr. Ms. Heard to be referring to. Her allegations of physical violence by Johnny Depp, correct? Yes. And she says it's kind of amazing that they just grabbed the entire op-ed and rewrote it using Johnny's name. Why was it amazing? I don't know why she found it amazing. Because that was consistent with your understanding. She was referring at least in part
3: to Johnny Depp, correct? Yeah, based on my review of prior drafts of the op-ed, I knew that, they were, um, that, that she was referring to Johnny Depp and her marriage.
2: Was Exhibit 46 prepared in the ordinary course of business uh, by people having knowledge contemporaneously? Yes. Was it maintained in the ordinary course of the ACLU's business? Yes.
1: Now, it did also have references to her husband, so it was pretty obvious, but she may still have had some deniability, though very, very little. Going beyond this, they also stated that they'd actually try to remove parts of the op ed that were clearly about Johnny because she'd sign an NDA to not discuss their marriage.
2: Ms. Hurd's advisors initially revised the draft to remove any
3: reference to Ms. Hurd's marriage or divorce. I recall a number of email communications back and forth among um, ACLU personnel and Ms. Hurd's attorneys where they were um, suggesting edits to the op-ed relating to um, matters covered in the NDA.
2: And then is it also true that there were some at the ACLU who expressed their belief that excising those references to her marriage and divorce from Johnny Depp made the op-ed less impactful, correct? Um, It is correct. That is correct. But ultimately, based on those voices, Ms. Hurd pushed to get that excise material backed into the op-ed so it could be
3: more impactful. True? That's not my understanding. My understanding is that the language that wound up in the final op-ed piece was very different from the original language that Robin included in the op-ed after um, having a uh, spoken with Amber about her personal experiences and how was it different um it was it it did not refer directly to um Ms Hurd's relationship with um with Johnny Depp
1: according to the testimony Hurd actually wanted to put more stuff in about him but the ACLU said this was a bad idea and they didn't want to get sued because of the NDA now, this is all very much painting out Heard as being someone who was on the attack that wanted to destroy Johnny Depp's career. This couple with their marriage counselor's statement, yeah, it doesn't look good. Now, in case you don't know, she stated that Heard asked that if she struck first, if it would be better for her career, and yeah, that's pretty much how it turned out. So everything seems like it was her doing as much damage as she possibly could. Now, her offensive argued that Depp didn't lose his roles because of the article that she put out. This again would further damage the defamation lawsuit as it could show that, even if it was proved she did this, it didn't have a negative effect. However, this narrative was clearly shut down by talent agent Christian Carino. Carino was the agent for both Heard and Depp during their marriage and he stated that Depp did indeed lose his career because of Amber's op-ed.
5: Do you believe that Mr. Depp is still a shroud of mystery not visible to the public? No. And when did that change? I don't know exactly when. Would you say it was cumulative over the period of time as a result of all of the litigation and the publicity ensuing? Probably. Is there any one specific litigation that you believe most significantly impacted on Mr. Depp's personal reputation no longer being a shroud of mystery and not visible to the public?
6: My opinion is that Amber's accusations... Would have had the most dramatic impact on his off screen reputation. I'm not talking about any one specific accusation.
5: When you say Amber's accusations, what do you mean by that?
6: Uh, I mean the things that she's accused Johnny of doing, both in that had been made public.
5: Would Amber have been filing the divorce action and obtaining a domestic violence restraining order have had a dramatic impact on Mr. Depp's off screen reputation?
6: I think the only way I can answer that is by saying I don't think filing for divorce. Ha- would have any impact whatsoever. And I'm actually not familiar with the lawsuit to get the restraining order. So I don't know exactly what's in there. But if that was based on claims of or accusations of uh, abuse, then that, in my opinion, would have a negative impact on Johnny's off-screen reputation.
5: Are you aware of any role or business opportunities that Mr. Depp lost as a result of the op-ed by Amber Heard in the Washington Post? Okay. Are you aware of any roles or business opportunities that Mr. Depp lost as a result of the Waldman tweets in May 2020 relating to Amber's op-ed? Is there any other role or business opportunity that Mr. Depp has lost since you started representing him in October 2016? I would say yes. What?
6: The Pirates, the the next Pirates movie.
5: Do you remember which one that was?
6: Six, I'm not sure what the number is.
5: What is your understanding of why Mr. Depp lost Pirate 6?
6: My opinion is that it was related to the accusations um, that Amber has made.
5: What is your opinion based on?
6: Conversations with studios and other executives, both internal and external.
5: What do you recall Jerry Bruckheimer telling you? I,
6: I don't recall the specific conversations, but the nature of it was that the studio was having difficulty employing him.
5: And did Mr. Bruckheimer tell you why the studio was having difficulty employing Mr. Duck?
6: No, not specifically, but it was understood.
5: Did you ask? I didn't need to. Why did you think you didn't need to?
6: Because everyone was aware of what was garnering the attention of the studios and determining whether or not he could be employed.
1: So though all opinion based, it's clear there were rumblings in Hollywood that Depp shouldn't be employed because of the hit piece released by Amber. Now, These are very much big bombshells that were dropped in the week but they're barely scratching the surface as to what else emerged. Firstly we had psychologist Dr Shannon Curry who diagnosed Amber with a personality disorder. Amber's defence really tried to make Curry look stupid but in my opinion at least she completely wiped the floor with them whilst also showing that Amber couldn't really be trusted.
5: Dr. Curry, you're not board certified, correct? No, I'm not. Not in clinical psychology or in forensic psychology, correct?
7: No, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist.
5: But you're not board certified? No. Okay. And you also have only been practicing approximately eight years. Is that correct?
7: That's not correct. How many years? I've been licensed for 10 years okay. and I've been practicing for about 15 years.
5: Okay. Now. You went to Mr. Depp's home for dinner and drinks before you were hired as an expert in this case, correct?
7: That's not quite right. I was interviewed at Mr. Depp's home by his legal team. Dinner was served.
5: You in attendance with Mr. Depp was Adam Waldman, correct? Yes. Ben Chu, correct? Yes. Camille Vasquez? Yes. Okay. And the dinner lasted approximately three to four hours, correct?
7: Yes. And it included drinks, correct? Yes, dinner and I believe drinks were served. Okay.
5: And this was before you were hired as an expert, correct?
7: Yes, this was an interview so that they could make an informed decision as to whether or not to retain me.
5: And don't you think that's a little odd that you're getting interviewed by Mr. Depp? to decide whether you're going to testify adversely against Amber Heard? I was interviewed by the legal team. And Mr. Depp was present. It was his home, correct? Yes. And he was serving dinner and drinks. He was not serving dinner and drinks. Well, it was at his house, at his behest, correct?
7: Yes, it was at his house.
5: Okay. And you were contacted by Camille Vasquez, somebody you knew in the community in February of 2020. Is that correct?
7: I knew of Ms. Vasquez professionally. We live in the same city and I work with many attorneys. Okay.
5: And at that time, you not only knew Johnny Depp, you'd seen a number of his TV and movie roles and you believed he was a good actor, correct?
7: Not correct. I did not know Johnny Depp.
5: I had seen several of, of his movies. You knew who he was? Yes. Right. And you believed he was a good actor? Yes. Right? Okay. And then you provided an expert designation in this case before ever seeing Amber or having an opportunity to review any documents or records. Isn't that correct? I did not provide
7: an expert designation. That's, that's an attorney thing. My opinions are contained in my report.
5: It says you have three opinions. The first of those is that Amber Heard, quote, exhibits patterns of behavior that are consistent with co-occurring cluster B personality disorder traits especially borderline personality disorder. Did I get that right? I'm reading that here, that is not my opinion.
7: Okay, well, but it's, it's a, a current t- opinion, but this was not an opinion of mine then, I didn't have any opinions at that time.
5: It says Dr. Curry will testify, correct?
7: That's what it says, yes.
5: Okay, and this is a signed pleading, correct? On behalf of Mr. Depp.
7: I'm not sure I understand what that means.
5: You what- don't understand what a signed pleading is? No. Okay. Do you understand that Mr. Depp's counsel prepared this and served it on Ms. Heard's counsel?
7: I, I'm not an attorney. I don't understand necessarily all of these procedures.
5: Okay. Are you aware that Mr. Depp is on an audio recording years earlier taunting Amber Heard that she has a borderline personality disorder?
7: I was made aware of that in this case, yes. So you heard, did actually, is that one of the audio uh, not necessarily taunting, but I do recall hearing that Mr. Depp had used that
5: phrase. So it's a coincidence that you now think she has those attributes after the attorneys listed it in February 2021 before you'd looked at anything, and Mr. Depp had made that accusation to Ms. Heard years earlier. My opinions aren't oh, based on coincidence. It's objection. Okay. I'm sorry,
7: Dr. Okay. Compound. I'LL SUSTAIN THE OBJECTION.
5: All right. IT'S A COINCIDENCE, THEN, THAT YOU CAME UP WITH SYMPTOMS OF BORDERLINE PERSONALITY DISORDER YEARS LATER AFTER MR. DEPP HAS BEEN TAUNTING MS. HEARD IN AN AUDIO TAPE. Call I CAN'T
7: over. SPEAK TO WHETHER OR NOT THERE'S A COINCIDENCE, BUT I CAN TELL YOU IS MY
5: OPINIONS ARE BASED ON THE RESULTS OF MY EVALUATION. AND IT'S A COINCIDENCE THAT MR. DEPP'S COUNSEL ATTRIBUTED THAT to you that said that to you in February 2021 before you'd looked at anything, correct? I'm not sure. Okay. Now, would you agree that a disproportionate number of women are tagged with a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder?
7: No, that's not quite right.
5: Seventy-five percent?
7: The way you phrase it is not quite right. Tell me Tell me what's right. Okay. So. There are more women who have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder than men. It's more prevalent in women.
5: Now, you've never been asked to testify or serve as an expert with respect to whether someone has a bipolar disorder. Is that correct? A bipolar disorder?
7: Yes. That's not correct.
5: Okay. I'm sorry, page 207. 207 line 5. Ah. Uh, Could you No. Read? Okay, thank you. Now, when this designation was served in February of 2021, you had not rendered an opinion that quote Ms. Heard exhibits patterns of behavior that are consistent with co-occurring cluster B personality disorder traits, especially borderline personality disorder, correct? I'm sorry, I I missed the first part. What was that? When this designation was served that you have in front of you as plaintiff's exhibit 884, you had not rendered an opinion that, quote, Ms. Hurd exhibits patterns of behavior that are consistent with co-occurring cluster B personality disorder traits, especially borderline personality disorder, correct?
7: No, I had not rendered any opinions. My opinions weren't finalized until after my evaluation. Right.
5: So when this came out, you had not rendered that opinion. I had not rendered that opinion. Okay. The second opinion that's listed in the February 2021 is that Ms. Heard repeatedly and characterologically perpetuated severe physical and psychological intimate partner violence, IPV, toward Mr. Depp over the course of their relationship. End of quote. Did I read that correctly? Uh, it says, Perpetrated, but other than that, yes. Okay. You have never been asked to testify as to whether anyone has behaviorally or characterologically conducted conduct that suggests they may be an IPV perpetrator, correct? I'm, I have. To, I have to ask that again because I yes. stumbled. Okay, I can't do you. characterologically. That one's just a okay. tough one for me. Okay. In your third opinion, if we can go to page fourteen, was it HEARD? exhibits patterns of behavior that suggest her allegations of abuse against Mr. Depp are false. End of quote. Do you see that? I see that. You said it's my third opinion. That is not my opinion. All right. But in this pleading, it says that you will testify to that, correct? Yes, that's what this says. Okay. And that was not your opinion in February 2021, was it?
7: No, as I said, I had not formed any opinions at that time. I had just been
5: retained. You have never arrived at the opinion that Ms. Hurd exhibits patterns of behavior that suggest her allegations of abuse against Mr. Depp are false, correct? That's correct. Okay. And in fact, you've said that has never been my opinion, correct?
7: What I'm saying is that this, the opinions in here, I, these are not my opinions. My opinions are provided in my report.
1: So according to Curry, Amber fits all the definitions to be someone who lies, exaggerates and has traits of narcissism which completely fits the narrative that Depp's team are trying to paint out. It's very very damning and beyond this we had testimonies by three LAPD officers. I'm not gonna play the clip as there's three people saying the exact same thing but they all said that they didn't notice any bruises on Hurd when they were called out to the domestic abuse report. This further holds up the idea that Heard made up the bruises things. Which backs up the Milani makeup set. Now Malcolm Connolly, who acted as a security guard for Depp and Heard, corroborated much of this and stated that he'd never seen any injuries on Amber. However, he did say that he'd seen them on Johnny and that these increased over time. Initially they started off as scratches, which then evolved into buzzed lips, black eyes, and slowly it got worse and worse over time. We also got this photo of Johnny and Amber together on their honeymoon, in which the guy had bruises around his left eye. I've spoken to a friend who had years of abuse in a relationship and they said this photo really triggered them because they recognised the same look in their own face when they were trying to paint out to the world that everything was okay. However you can see a different story by the wounds and the injuries that Johnny's carrying. It's really really sad and Connolly painted out the case that Amber was the abuser and that this escalated over time.
8: As time went on did you have an opportunity to observe uh, how Mr Depp and Ms Hurd interacted with each other?
0: Uh, At the beginning, um, oh, you know, lovey-dovey, everything was great. The uh, the honeymoon period was on and it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was was great great to see Johnny happy again. Amber was, you know, lovely, charming, as as she usually is, you know, good as gold. And then things, you know, things started to change. Amber started to change. Amber started uh, getting a bit, I would say, a bit more... Uh, feisty, uh, demanding. You know, I could see that Amber wanted to wear the pants in this relationship. That was pretty obvious.
8: And what, in particular, made you think that—that that you observed personally?
0: Um, just, just the way, uh, you know, if something wasn't quite right, or uh, the, uh, the, Amber could, uh, Amber could get a bit frosty at the drop of a hat. So as time went on, you know, I could see them. I could see them change. I could see. I could see Amber change. I could see Johnny getting quieter. Uh, we get into the car and nobody was speaking, and you know, it just things started changing. Changing Amber started getting a bit more grumpy.
8: Did you ever observe any physical injuries
0: on this herd? Never. No.
8: How about on Mister Dapp?
0: Yes. It, it, yeah. It started off with maybe a. a, a a scratch once in a while, uh, you know, uh, a swelling. But it, it got more. It got more, yeah. I'm not talking that uh, he was marked every every week or every two weeks, but yeah, he he he, he sustained marks, yeah, definitely. He was getting marked.
8: Can you generally describe for us what you remember about the the marks you saw on Mr. Depp?
0: Yes. Uh, as I was saying, in the prison service, you're taught to... Uh, pick up log in your mind, mental, mental logging in your mind, marks, bruises, bully patterns, stuff. What I noticed straight away was most of these marks and most of these things through my training was happening in the left hand side of his face, and it would be scratches on his neck, maybe a, a a fat lip in the corner, maybe a bruising on on the eye socket. Um. Dull impacts, you know, except for obviously the scratches, maybe on his his left ear, sometimes it'd be two, two marks, two lines, two trams, one, yeah, you know, yeah. It was getting getting more regular. As I say, not every week, but it was definitely happening, yeah.
8: Can we see um, Plaintiff's Exhibit 162, please? And Mr. Connolly, uh, are you able to see the picture on, I, I assume you can see it on your screen.
0: Yeah, just, can I see please? Yeah, hi, yeah. And do you, that uh. Is, um, yeah, I, I know that picture, I took that picture. You so took that the pictures on the, yeah, I took the picture.
8: Can you just quickly tell us, uh, what, what this picture is?
0: This picture is a uh, Miss Herd and Johnny's honeymoon on the Orient Express. On the east line from Bangkok to Singapore. You travel through Malaysia, stopping at Kuala, uh, Kuala Lumpur and a few other places on the way down.
8: You just continue to describe for us uh, what we're looking at in this picture.
0: Yeah, as I said, the guy in the bow tie, he's the um, guest relations manager. He was detailed to you know, fix us up anything we needed. Uh, you know to excursions and transports and stuff then it's misheard the guy that's the chef who looked after this he he, he cooked for us he's great chef by the way Uh, yeah he looked after us and that's johnny and i also noticed if you look at that picture like i said on the left hand side under his eye there's a swelling And you see a swelling just on the left-hand side of his nose and under his left eye.
8: And what do you interpret that swelling to be?
0: What do I I interpret it as? That's uh, either he's, he's walked into a door or a door's walked into him.
8: Okay. Can you tell us anything? And we can take this down, I think. Thank you. Uh Mr. Connolly, can you tell us uh well first of all what uh do you recall what year Mr. Depp and, and Miss Hurd went on their honeymoon uh in the picture we were just looking at?
0: Um that would is it I don't know, is it 2013? 2013?
8: Okay. And were you uh well you testified that you took the picture, so you were there, I assume?
0: Absolutely, yes.
8: Um what can you tell us about that trip generally, and particularly focused on how Mr. Depp and Miss Heard were interacting with each other?
0: Um, started off good. Started off good. Uh, Johnny's cabin was maybe 15 meters down the corridor from mine. There was no cabins in between. There that, that was uh, like storerooms, like you know, blankets and cutlery and stuff. Uh, so the cabin was quite. A, but a, not a, a big, massive distance, but you know it wasn't like the the trip started fine, absolutely fine. I think it was five, six days, five days maybe. Two days, three days into the trip, uh, I can see Johnny going down. I can see him coming down. You know, uh, he's just he's just not enjoying this. He's not enjoying us. But you know, I, I can't. It's, it's not my business to, to step in and that. I just do my job, but I can see he's not enjoying this. He's not, he's not happy.
1: Now, this is obviously really, really bad, and it shows how his training made him pick up on these marks over time. The left hand side of Johnny's face would be because Amber is right handed, and it really paints her out as the abuser rather than him. There's also the door comment about him walking into a door or a door walking into him, and though this was said as a sort of joke, It's also something that is said about abuse victims who blame accidents on why they're bruised rather than the truth. Really sad, especially as this was their honeymoon, which for most people is one of the happiest times of their lives. Now, there was also some levity in the case this week, and we had a witness making Johnny laugh throughout their testimony. Guy sat in his car vaping, and he was pretty funny. I don't don't remember.
5: And you don't remember seeing anything, right? But do you remember?
4: Even looking, I remember. Okay. I remember. I, okay, I'm, I'm. I'm. really sorry, but I remember. I gotta tell the whole story how they got there. Before they got, it, they went and get the keys. They come down. They say somebody tried to get into my unit. There's scratches on my door. Say, are like. Um. Oh, um. I'm really sorry, but who? Well, thing is gonna get into the unit because they saw some scratches on the door, like what four inches above the door, because the dog was crashing the door, was trying to get in, and they thought about someone trying to break into the their, their unit. I said, on my head, I was like, you really you think someone's trying to get into your unit? There's scratches like four inches above your the floor and your door. That was the dog trying to get into the unit they were so afraid oh somebody's trying to get into my area like oh come on really and i actually went they asked me to go inside the unit just to check room by room to make sure that no one was there so i did that that's correct that we don't have cameras in the videos I'm sorry we don't have cameras at the hallway we don't have cameras on the hallway i'm
5: going to show you uh what has been marked as Romero de- exhibit number one, it's a deposition that you, was taken of you on July, with, back at that time, two months after the incident.
4: Yes, I, do, I remember, because like I said, I always make eye contact with someone I'm talking to, but I'm not looking to find something like, like oh, your makeup is wrong, uh, you I mean, uh, haven't changed your eyebrows or your eyelashes uh, are not uh, even or i'm not looking for anything i'm just looking at their eyes and i'm not looking i'm not looking for anything else but if i see something i will re- probably will remember may 24th yes yep that's no, tuesday
5: but in fact you don't recall seeing amber heard on may 24th correct
4: it's, I don't remember. I don't even remember what I got for breakfast. Okay. Well, let's pull up exhibit
5: number 1.
1: So yeah, all in all, once you look at this stuff from all these different people, it becomes crystal clear what's happened, and I think Amber is going to have a hard time even equaling it, let alone surpassing it with her own evidence. I think she's going to have to have Johnny on tape hitting her in 4K in front of an audience. To even fire back at this, as it's so one sided at the moment. Amber was also debunked in her claims by having PTSD from the relationship by a clinical test, which disproved pretty much everything she said. It's not looking good, and with it now being reported that she only has 10 minutes of screen time in Aquaman 2, you've got to be thinking that Warner Brothers are going to try and redo this with a different actress. The internet has really been up in arms too, and the petition to replace her in that film now has passed 2 million signatures. That's 2 million people that don't want to see her work. Which shows how bad this whole trial has been for her. People actively hate her and it's not just to the point of, well I don't like Vin Diesel because he's not that good of an actor. It's like, no I actively hate her and I want to see her entire life ruined. Also I don't know why I brought up Vin Diesel there, first name that came to mind and before you start I actually like the guy. Give us Fast and the Furious Triple X, I'm here for it. So yeah moving on, I think the evidence is so stacked against her. That it's gonna be hard to fight against it but we still have a long way to go. Let me know your thoughts below on the case and if you enjoyed this recap then please hit the thumbs up button and make sure you subscribe. I'm gonna try and cover this case once a week as a lot of you requested ongoing coverage on the last video so yeah, make sure you stay locked. I'll leave that video on screen right now if you haven't seen it and we've got a packed week with Moon Knight and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming up. Hope to see you soon, thanks for sitting through the video, take care, peace.